Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. tonight is giving us some issues with our chat room um, oh, and our promotion thing, so uh, you'll have to forgive us if we don't get into the chat room with you. But anyways, uh, tonight we are doing our show on Quentin. I'll let you go ahead and introduce it. Well, tonight's show is, <clears throat> well, we're calling it, uh, I believe, Gettysburg Memoirs. Is that what we're calling it? I can't, we can't see the title of our show from this page. <laughs> you should know it, though. Gettysburg, a haunted memoir. 
that's it. Um, and uh, as, as anyone who listens to us knows, Diana and I can ramble on about Gettysburg till the cows come home. And when we heard that tonight the season premiere of Ghost Hunters was going to be um, Gettysburg, we uh, we decided to go along with it. Now, um, tonight on Ghost Hunters, they're going to be doing the Jenny Wade house and the, uh, the the orphanage. Now, there are a few things about the orphanage that need to be said, and there's a few things about the Jenny Wade house that need to be said. Now, we don't know what the Ghost Hunters are going to say, if they're going to tell you this as well, or if they're going to BS you, like other shows have done going to the Jenny Wade house and places like that. Um, so one of the things we, we promised in our description was to tell you why the Jenny Wade house basement isn't haunted. By Jenny and, Wade, that is. By Jenny Wade. Yes. Because a lot of people will be like, you know, uh, there was another group on TV that went down to the basement one time and they said, you know, here's where they put the body and they started getting recordings of like Jenny Wade and things like that. And, you know, oh, Jenny Wade was down here in the basement. This is right where she was. Well, Diana, do you want to tell them why that couldn't possibly be true? Well, not that she couldn't haunt it every once in a while, but what most people don't know is what people believe to be or are told is the Jenny Wade house is actually not her house. That house is actually her sister's house. She went over there during that time period, during those three days, to stay with her sister. Um, so actually she had left her own home, which was up the street, uh, for just a few days for the whole period of the Gettysburg Battle. So it's actually not her house. It's her sister's that she died in. Well, the, the real reason is when they go down the basement, like the really big, it's impossible, like impossible is because um, if, if you've ever been to Gettysburg, there is what used to be a Holiday Inn. It's called something else now. Um, standing next to Jenny Wade's house, or what's mm-hmm. called Jenny Wade's house. And people will say, gosh, how did someone fire a shot from the Farnsworth house all the way over here? It's at such a funny angle. I mean, the bullet would have to do a, like a 45-degree a turn as it went. Well, that's because the house was moved. When they built mm-hmm. the hotel, they moved the house up the hill. Yes. So the basement underneath the house is not really the original basement. So, no, Jenny Wade was never put in that basement. Now, of course, then you get down to the the whole thing of, was Jenny Wade really baking bread that fine afternoon? Because let me tell you, when bullets are whiz-banging past you, you don't go stand right next to the front door and turn your back to it to start making a loaf of bread. You know what I mean? Like... In, in Gettysburg, if you were still in your home on that day, everyone was in their basements, you know, hiding out. And most people were gone, but if you were in your house, you stayed down. You know, you didn't get up because bullets were, were hitting the side of your house. Cannonballs were hitting the side of your house, for God's sake. You, you would have been in a fetal position. You would not you have been standing there. Unless you had injured at your house. At that point, you would do what you needed to do. Well, some people would. Quentin Other people might. She, Quentin thinks that she's convinced that Jenny Wade was busy doing the, doing the, the down low in her kitchen. Well, that was, a, that was a story I heard once, but it's just, I mean, think about it. When there's bullets whiz-banging past you, you're not going to say, 
Oh, gosh, let's make some bread for everyone. Yeah. Not to mention. You're going to say, hey, this violet is really great. Hey, baby, you want to raise some bread? (laughs) Well, Jenny Wade was was actually a Confederate sympathizer, too. So she was kind of the odd man out. But um, now the orphanage, that's that's Diana's story. mostly there to tell. I've, I've only visited there once for a few minutes. So, um, The orphanage, the actual, now you have to understand, the orphanage was built post-war. It was post-war for children of, you know, people in the area who had been orphaned, or children that had been orphaned due to the war, the battle, what have you. So um, there's a couple rooms, if you ask some of the locals in town, there's a couple rumors that what they hail to be the, um, the or- there's two places that they call the orphanage, depending on which local you ask. Um, the one, the building that my friend has, I actually stayed in for three nights. Um, my friend of mine lives in the original orphanage, the actual real orphanage, very top attic floors finished up. And, um, you know, having spent nights up there myself personally, I had these experiences of being up there, and it's it's interesting. It really is interesting. Um, so I just 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 so we can catch up, I just popped on Sci-Fi Channel to see where they are investigating, mm-hmm. and they are at um, the the actual orphanage because okay. you know there's that um, museum-y thing downstairs. Yes. That they're in that museum right now, okay. so they must be. Yeah, because the, the attic up in that place is where the apartments are. Um, but, yeah, interesting place. Um, I personally have never experienced anything up there, um, ever. So, you know, it, it was just knowing that you were there. And I, and I think a lot of these places, too, it, it, if you stay in a place where you know that it's haunted, you know it's supposed to be, you know there's these things took place there, your mind's going to play tricks. Your mind's going to try to convince you that these are happening. So, I mean, I went into where it was just an apartment. That's all. And honestly, I didn't experience anything at all. Um, myself, you know, I, I had a, well, we had a, we had, a, we had, I mean, it was constantly going anyways. I mean, when I'm in Gettysburg, I was still for more than a couple minutes, but. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing with, like, haunted locations in Gettysburg, mm-hmm. like the orphanage or Jenny Wade's house yeah. or whatever. I think there's so many people there. No one's it's um, hard to... Yeah. That, and if you're staying in a haunted location, you're usually asleep anyway. Like, uh, for instance, like the Farnsworth house, they claim to be super haunted, and as most of us have come to know, they, they like to rig their rooms a little. Yeah. And uh, I stayed in what was called the, the Sarah Black Room. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, they were always making fabulous claims, like, oh, well, now the toilet flushes by itself at night. Well, isn't it a coincidence that every night the damn toilet flushed in the middle of the night? And they said, um, oh, it's one of those types that you couldn't possibly do it on its own. It's got the pool chain and the tank high up on the wall. And I thought, those are the most likely to do it, because if you get a leak, the water starts coming down the pipe, and so finally the trap opens, and whoosh. And um, it's... It, it was really, um, you know, you, you're sleeping when you're there, and there's those people who will pay the exuberant price to stay in that room, which was filthy dirty. Um, 
because they think, oh, well, now I'm going to get to see a ghost. Well, let me tell you, if you're that dead set that you're going to spend 300 bucks because you think you're going to see a ghost, you're going to see a ghost. You're going to yeah. hype yourself into it if you're that eager. And that's, and that's what a lot of it is. A lot of people go to these haunted locations expecting to see something. If you go to expect to see something, you're going to. You know, you've already, you've already done half the work. You've already convinced yourself that these things are going to happen. Uh, and, and I think largely that's a problem. That's an issue with, you know, places like Gettysburg. And don't get me wrong, Gettysburg is one of my you know, most favorite places in the world. I love it. Um, you know, but I, I think because, I mean, you can't go there. There's not a weekend you can go there without 20 paranormal groups out there at least. And they're all doing investigations. And to the point to where it just, I personally think it's to the point where it becomes disrespectful. You know, and I think people have a hard time understanding or they, they fail to understand that, you know, this is a place where American men, you know, men gave their lives. You know, they forget both sides were Americans. And essentially the entire battlefield is a national cemetery. I mean, they've already established that there's bodies there that were never dug up, that they could never find. You know, so, you know, to me, I, I think the hordes and the mounds of people going there, you know, when you're in a place like that, you have to be respectful. That's my biggest piece. I mean, I've seen people in those fields saying things like, you know, what are you cowards? You don't want to talk to us? You know what? Honestly, those people deserve to have demon monsters coming out of the wheat fields and beheading them. That would be actually that would be exciting. I'd like to see that. That would, that would be amazing. Well, I think my my biggest concern with um, uh, the people who go out there. I mean, I have I have no problem with someone going out and trying to find evidence of you know the paranormal. Mm-hmm. And I guess you're going to have a lot of people all at once having the same idea in such a popular paranormal place. Um, But it's when it gets silly. I mean, the thing is, people will go out there with like five or six friends, go to Devil's Den, because that's where everyone goes. They all go to Devil's Den, which is is stone. So it's Mm -hmm. pretty much, the sound is echoing because it's on a hill made of stone with a tree line and a stream. So you end up right. with sound that will bounce and it will come from the other side. So you already have phantom voice going on because you're talking into stone and it's bouncing. Um, another problem is you get a bunch of people. You can't do an EVP. You've got the bouncing sound. You've got other people all around you in the dark that you can't even see or there. You've got people snap and flashing so quick with their camera. It's like, you, it's like a strobe light. And you can't... I mean, you can't really, um, you, know, you, you can't really say that. Oh, look, I, I got this or I got that because you don't know if someone's standing over there under that tree or wasn't there. I mean, it's it's right. literally like imagine being for anyone who's never been there. Imagine being thrown into a field with trees and rocks and all different big objects, and you're in the dark and you're using a flashlight, and there's you know there's other people out there, but you don't know how many. You don't know where they're at. You can hear voices, and you see light flashing from different directions. That's essentially what you've got. And these people are like, well, oh, look, I got an EVP, and they're laughing, and they're telling jokes, and it's just, it's disrespectful, 
and, and not just disrespectful, but it's disrespectful to the location, but also to the other people who are out there who are trying to be serious. Yeah. When I go out to do something, I may try and carry on the conversation. I may sit there quietly, but it's not, and it's not like ten of us. If there's three or four of us, maybe five, that's, that's a lot. You know, and mm-hmm. if we do carry on conversation, it's, we, I mean, you're, you're in a secluded area to begin with. You right. tend to be very hushed tones. Um, you make sure that the recorder's clearly hearing you because you don't want to come across as some whispering voice from the woods. Um, but, you know, some people go there who know nothing of how to, you know, do it properly, I suppose. That they're... You know, and then they're like, oh, look, we look at all these photos, and they post them, and you t- go to Google, type in Gettysburg ghost pictures, and believe oh, me, God. you'll find a million, you know, orbs and things like that. Well, no, it, it's true. I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen just an immense amount of things. I've seen just so many, you know, I mean, what was it? God. Who was the group that went out? And I don't want to say it, but you know who I'm talking, right? That that the ones I think they're British. Yes. Yeah. I know yeah. You know who I'm talking about, about? I mean, I remember they uh-huh. were out there, and I we were I think we were there while they were there. So I'm not mistaken, right? I think we may have. We we may have. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyways, so we were there, and we heard that one of them had gone so far as to say, you know, what are you guys, are you, are you, are you a coward? Why aren't you, why aren't you talking to us? Why aren't you giving us a song? Are you scared? And to me, that's just disrespectful. I mean, yeah, granted, I know your show wants ratings, and I know you want it to be big and famous and everything else, And but, you know, if there's a line you don't cross, there really is. And, and so many shows out there today just cross that line. They really do. Some of them are just plain stupid. I'll be honest. Well, you know, I think, I think people who may be questioning if there are ghosts, or even if you already, you know, you believe, you know that ghosts exist, mm-hmm. um, you obviously can't believe every ghost story you hear. So you may be thinking, well, how, how haunted is Gettysburg? I mean, aren't people making crap up? Um, like we said, there's a lot of people who just don't know what they're doing, and they're snapping random photos out in the wheat field, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, of course, you're getting bugs and dust and dirt and, you know. Yes, but, out there. But if you ask someone who has, such as Diana or myself, who's just gone there and sat quietly, you don't have to look for the ghosts. You don't have to yell for them. You can, you can feel the energy all the time. Mm-hmm. But, at, you know, right. at certain points you feel an influx. And you know when they're trying to talk to you. You know when they're paying attention to you. You just know it. And... You know, there it's, there's definitely, I mean, for those that already believe, I'm not going to try and convince you that there are ghosts. So if you already believe in ghosts, I'll tell you that this is a place where don't go there yelling and shouting for them and demanding they answer you. Just sit there quietly. It, it's, imagine if you wanted to go visit an old, an old people's home. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go in screaming and yelling, hello. You're going to sit down. Actually, you're going to get comfortable. I don't know about that one. <laughs> well, you know, but it's uh you kind of got to They're almost like, like a strange dog. Don't come in screaming and yelling, waving your arm in their face, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of just 
sit quietly and let them get comfortable with you and you get comfortable yeah. with them. And it's, it's – Diana and I could both tell you, at least I know for myself, that I think some of the most um, amazing paranormal encounters I've had were in Gettysburg. It, would you say the same for you? Yes, I, I absolutely would. And like I said, they're, they're genuine encounters and they're genuine experiences. It's just, I mean, the, the paranormal community has descended on Gettysburg with such a force that it, it, it's almost overbearing. It really is. Um, you know, and I understand, you know, my thing is, is if you really want to experience it, go for yourself and just experience it. And, I mean, I know that, you know, when you and I go, yes, we're paranormal investigators, but we don't go there as paranormal investigators. We go there as people who love the town, love the city. We love the people there. We love the charm. We love the history. Um, we feel connected to it, and that's why we go. You know, we're not going there to go find ghosts. You know, I mean, to have the experience yeah. is, is a plus. It's a bonus to the trip, but it's definitely not the focus of the trip. Does that make? Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, definitely not the... Paranormal investigation is not the focus of the trip whatsoever. It's something that you, if you believe in ghosts, you can't go to Gettysburg and not encounter paranormal right. investigating. You know, if, if it's something you're into, you may be going there just for the history or just for the beautiful landscapes or, you know, but if you have the slightest bit of empath to you, you're going to feel the energy when you get there and you're going to know yes. that there's something special. And everyone says the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now, some people will say, oh, I was on a tour, and they were telling us about what happened, and I just felt this feeling of sadness. And I'm like, no, that's not really the feeling. You'll know the feeling if, you, if you've had it. When you get there, there's just this feeling, and I can't describe it. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's when you sit on the steps of the psychorama blubbering. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah you know what, it, 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 in my crazy. opinion, is the people, who, the people who feel it like that, mm -hmm. uh, I think, had a past life there or mm -hmm. in the war or something. I agree. I agree. You, my, you get yeah. there, and it is like a, nothing else in the world now matters. It is like a drug, this feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like being a hair away from unlocking your past life is, is what it feels like, you know. And that's the it, way to put it. It really is. I mean, I know my first, it's funny because when I, when I first visited, my very first trip there, I never considered myself a Civil War buff. I never really, you know, I never really focused on it or, or read up on it. You know, it was just, it was something I always, you, know, you had to read about in history and U.S. history and everything. But, you know, but when I went there, you know, I remember in one particular spot, I just remember this feeling overcoming me. And it was to the point to where it just, you know, and when I go into a place, and I and I really don't ever talk about what I do. Um, I don't. I don't. I just don't do it. I don't think it really needs to be the focal point of anything. But when I do open myself, you know, it's something that just overtook me completely to the point to where I couldn't. I was so overcome with emotion, I could. I couldn't even stand. Um, and it does. It, it, it enters into you and absorbs into your being and it becomes part of you. It's not just, oh, I like that place. This place becomes part of your soul. And there's always that part of you that just, you know, pines for it when you're not there. 
Oh, God, yeah. You know, you, you do it's time for. You always think about, you know, it's, it's always there. It's Gettysburg, to describe the feeling of someone like you or I when we're away from it, it's like missing your mother. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's like being away from your mom. Mm-hmm. But there are times, and, I'm, yeah, I mean, and I always say, like, I miss New England and fall. I probably miss Gettysburg more. I mean, that's, you know, saying oh, yeah. something about the area. I mean, it's a, very, it's a very powerful place. And if you just put down your cameras and your voice recorders and your K2 meters or whatever else is you're using, you just put it all down. Put it down. And just stand there and be in the stillness of it. And see if it talks to you. See if it reaches you. See if it affects you. You know, it, it's like I say, you know, when you go there, don't go with the with the purpose of wanting to go see ghosts. I mean, you can go to the house down the street and go find ghosts if you really want to. Yeah, I, I feel like with Gettysburg, if you're going in there, like K2 meters and this, that, and the other thing, you are wasting your time. Because, you know, I had friends who would go out with dowsing rods, and you and I know, there's streams in Gettysburg, and she would always go with dowsing rods. I just had big dowsing rods. She would go and walk across the bridge in Rose Woods, using dowsing rods, which is over a stream. And I'm like, you're using dowsing rods next to a stream. Mm-hmm. Like, let's think about this. Um, there's such a special feeling there. Um, and when you get there, as soon as you arrive in town, you can feel it. And when you go to leave, it is like someone is tearing hooks from your body. It is a, a yeah. wretched feeling. Wouldn't you say it's just wretched? Yeah. I would definitely. And you, you you spend almost like weeks recovering from from it. It's almost like an addiction. And when you're taking, it's it's like it's like you're going through the call the DTS. Oh God! Well, I, I used to dress up. Come on, we used to dress up like civil, civilians there. You know, you get into the whole thing, and it, it, it's funny because you know, I well, Quentin, you know, I. Civilian, I dressed like a civilian officer. During the day, I would always dress in proper civilian clothing for that, that time period, including the hoop skirts and everything else. It took me a long time to get it all on. Um, but the thing is, is you, it, you really transcend into that time period. And it, it's just, and to me, it, like I said, you know, if you're going to go to Gettysburg, and like my only issue with, you know, and, and, and of all the groups out there, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad to see TAPS there because I do, I like, you know, our, our paranormal group is a TAPS family. Um, so, of course, I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know, tap them. But, you know, they, they do at least, they're respectful, you know. Um, well, you know, and, I would say, you know, the, the, only, the only problem with these big things like TAPS is it, it helps the town with, like, you know, the money, Mm-hmm. But it it's it it also brings in more wackos. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. When when you go to Gettysburg, if you and and I would say if you're into the paranormal, you're kind of empathic, um, and you find that people who tend to be into the paranormal a lot are also very much into history. And I noticed this the one day. Um, just watching other people in the historical field, but a lot of them are empathic people. 
believe in ghosts, things like that. Um, and I find that a lot of people, like ourselves, I think you go there because it's the vibes and the energies left from that time period are still resonating there. Mm-hmm. So those of us that are into the historical field who are probably just longing for a past life or something, you get there, and, it, and that's any, any lifetime you had is essentially just the vibrations of the plane you were existing on. And if you go there, there's a great deal of that vibration left. And so you kind of feel comfortable back into that zone. And, you know, I think some of my favorite times, uh, for, for example, Diana and I um, had dinner at the Dobbin House. And if you've right. never eaten there, oh, you have to go. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was, well, it was Diana and Mark and myself and Walter, and we were all dressed up. I tend to wear kilts because um, I like <laughs> I like to breathe between my knees. Oh, God, he does. He wears kilts. It's so funny. So there we were, all dressed up, <laughs> and uh, it was nice. Top hats and mm-hmm. evening dress. And, yeah. uh it was nice. It was really nice. And I, of course, I think I had the duck. I don't remember what you had. What did you have? I had, I had lamb. I had the lamb that night. Okay. It's, um, everyone's probably like, oh, great, they're talking about food now. It's like Marjorie's <laughs> Kitchen Corner. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, even when you're, and I guess what I was leading to is, even when you're out to dinner in Gettysburg, when you're eating in a place that was built in, I think that building was built in like the 1790s, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, yeah. You're um, yes. And you know that these, these buildings, these wooden floors, these stone walls, they absorb energy. And it, it's just the waitresses are dressed in traditional clothing, and people are like, oh, hoop skirts? No, waitresses wouldn't have worn hoop skirts. They would have just no. looked like a kitchen bench. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, there's a dulcimer player, and it, it's a wonderful experience. And hoop um, skirts are very difficult to navigate, folks. Let me tell you that. <laughs> well, yeah. They are. We, they uh, really are. We've, we've, had, uh, we've had some fun with hoop skirts over the, the years. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yes, we um, have. Um, but that's a different show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. What is your favorite spot to go to? Like, do you have a favorite spot on the oh, battlefield or in town? Um. Uh, honestly, or, or better my, yet, my favorite spot in Gettysburg is probably Hunts. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I, they closed, though, didn't they? No, I, I, I heard, you know, they were always closing. Come on. Every time I see Scott, he's always closed in that place. Well, we're going to close. We're going to close. And they never do. I haven't been there. I haven't been there. And, oh, my God, it's been for a year. Do you realize that? Two years. Two years. More than two years. I know. It's been horrible. You were, wait, just, when were you last there? there? For My wedding was the last time you were there, right? Mm. I actually went through and spent a night over after that. I was driving through there, so. But I did spend an overnight there, and uh, no, Scott was still open. So I don't know. I don't know if it closed. I mean, I, I don't. 
And I understand, you know, people who are tourists, let me please give you some advice. If you're going to somebody's small town, yes, it must be. Yes, it may be a tourist town. They may rely on your dollars to operate, but there is no excuse or no reason to be rude to anybody while you're there. Trust me, it puts local businesses off, and a lot of them that have been operating for years and years and years and years just want to close because of how rude people can get. So if you're going to a tourist town, you know what? Treat it like somebody's inviting you into their home. Be polite. Be respectful. How's that? You know, um, something I'm, I'm really... Complaint is just that people were just getting rude and nasty. And Were you there? Were you there with that lady? Do you remember that lady who was just complaining and irritable and rude and everything else, and she was threatening to leave with the check without paying the check and all that? No, I don't think I was there that day. No. I think it was just, maybe I was just Mark and myself. Um, I think it was just Mark and I that were there that morning, and I was ready to get up and pound her right into that table. I looked over, and I said, go ahead, leave without paying the check. <laughs> I don't think she expected it. <laughs> and Mark was like, sit down, sit down. <laughs> um, you know, that something was that... That was an chased her down and tried to give her candy. Oh, okay. Do you remember the lady uh, I was like, you want some candy? Because what I do for Halloween is I would I, go to Gettysburg. I do Halloween. remember that. I do remember yeah. that. Um, I would go to Gettysburg every Halloween, and I would give out candy just on the street to the locals. A lot of kids running around dressed up and stuff, so I would always have a big basket full of candy. But I'd be in my full Victorian garb. But I'd usually be like a Victorian vampire or something. And Were you there the year? Yeah, you were there with us the year um, that I made the Edwardian vampire costume, and that tour thought I was part of the tour. That group at the Dobbins built the Dobbins house outside, they thought I was part of the tour. Oh, yes, 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 I remember. Well, that was, wasn't, that the, wasn't that the lady who made us stand together so she could get our photograph? Yes, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said, can I have your pictures? Everyone get together. We want your pictures. And, uh, you know, there's so much more to Gettysburg than ghost hunting. There really is. If all you're going there is for the ghosts, you're missing out on a beautiful town full of wonderful history and even better people. Now, my question for you is, <clears throat> what do you like better, the battlefield or the town? Mm. That's something like comparing apples and oranges. I'm going to say... Oh. I know, it's... I like it's, you, it's one isn't complete without the other. They I know. Really are. And what, what I love about the town isn't just the history, it's the people. It's the people that over, they've probably forgotten me by now, God. But, you know, I would go so often, well, you know, like Scott and Don over at Hunts. I mean, you know, when people, when the locals start to know you by name, you know, and ask about your mother and everything else, I mean, it just, it makes you feel so special. And it just, there's such a community there and. So it's hard for me to say that I like the battlefield better than the town, but yet the battlefield, and, and, and understand people, when we say the battlefield, essentially the town itself was a battlefield. There, it wasn't just a little park to drive out. They didn't, the guys who were fighting out there didn't say, oh, they crossed the line, we're out in the town now. The whole town was the battlefield. Everything was the battlefield. And you'd be amazed at how wonderfully, I mean, strategically, they shot those bullets around that big, huge holiday inn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's 
something something to be said. Um, now on the on Taps right now, I just checked in to see what they're doing. I believe they're going to the Farnsworth house, and it's hilarious because I actually I would never usually turn on the TV, but I have to hear what they're saying. They're mm-hmm. showing the window that the bullet came from, and they're showing they're showing Jenny Wade's house. Okay. And I'm curious. We're listening in focus. I'm curious. Live. I'm going to see if they're going to give the actual thing about the house being moved. Now, if you go to the Farnsworth, while you're listening to them, I'm just going to tell the listeners here, um, mm-hmm. if you go to the Farnsworth people, you know, they have so many, I mean, the food is really good. Um, I believe that they still have the stories in the basement, which are horror stories, well, horror stories, but, you know, they're darker, darker stories about what occurred in the town, not necessarily the battlefield, but just locals that have passed on. Um, also, they still, I believe they still had the Victorian seances uh, recreated for you in the bookstore in a small room there. And what they do is they actually recreate the Victorian seance, how it was, would have been done back in those <clears throat> days. Um, so something to really check out, those two things. Also, they have tours. Now, obviously, they have a tour of the, the hotel itself, but they also have the hist- haunted history tour um, there that takes you a little bit around the town as well. So, Quinn, anything about the house being moved? Um, they, they, no, they don't seem to mention it whatsoever. Um, and they're staying at the Farnsworth now, which, as you and I know, I mean, is just full of it most of the time. Um, and this is my personal opinion on the Farnsworth house. Um, a problem is they've put too much emphasis on ghosts and tours and things like that. Now, they're, they're fake seance. Oh, that's a lot of fun. We love it. Yes, it is. Their, their food. Their food isn't all that bad. Um, I have had people, local people, tell me uh, don't eat there, and they gave me horror stories, but those weren't, that wasn't my personal experience. So I'm not no, I've always, had good, I've always had good um, food there. So. Um, a thing that I would say, though, is the food and the tours seem to be fun and nice. The hotel rooms in the inn, on the other hand, they have let, when I stayed there, it was filthy, dirty. I mean, filthy. Like, it was, hadn't been cleaned in forever. And um, the problem was we went to, uh, the, we had to go to the bookshop next door to, get, to check in. And she gave us our key, and I said, was someone going to show me my room? She's like, oh, just go in, you'll find it. Well, you have to go in through the side door of the house. So I found the side door. We went up the stairs and wandered the halls until we found the room. Then we got in, and the power wasn't turned on in the room. They had apparently been doing a ghost for the night earlier and asked the ghost to turn out the lights. And when I got the janitor up there, he goes, oh, I forgot to turn the breaker back on. And it was later that someone said, oh, I was in a tour in that room just last night, and the lights went out on their own. Well, I put two and two together, and that's why the breaker was turned off in the basement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so don't waste your money staying there, if you ask me, spend the money on the food and the tours, good time, good time. And the only thing, too, is when the tours go through there, they are kind of loud, and I couldn't imagine being a guest having the tours go through. Or better yet, having um, a tour go through and waiting for them to pass by your room and then opening the door and screening. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I would like to, to say, though, is um, I asked Diana a question a little bit ago about what do you like better, the, the battlefield or downtown, and there's something to be said, and it's 
it's like it's a yin yang kind of situation. You can't really have one is. without the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, downtown is also the battlefield. Most people don't realize this. There was fighting on Baltimore yeah. Street and things like that. So if you're in those historic homes, eating in those restaurants, you're eating or sitting or sleeping right where people were fighting. I mean, there was furniture in the streets. I mean, you can look at houses where there's cannonballs still lodged in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mortars and stuff like that. That's right. And also the, uh, the Schreiber house, not the Maria Schreiber house, people. <laughs> yeah. Though I'm sure she owns a few extra more now. So, um, <laughs> the Schreiber house is on Baltimore, correct? Yeah. yeah. And if you want to go to a good tour, I mean, a tour that has nothing to do with ghosts, nothing to do with spirits, has everything to do with the life of one family and their home. And it was interesting because you know this is a great tour, and like I said, it's it's up ways. It's not quite. Well, see, if you're coming in the way I came in, I came in to where I passed uh, Mark Nesbitt's place first. Mm-hmm. Was Maria, Maria, was the Schreiber house, no, the Schreiber house. The Schreiber house is, is right near Mark Nesbitt's place. Is, um, the Schreibers, the Schreibers were there during the battle. And it's great for there during reenactments because they do reenact the taking of the Schreiber house. Now, the Schreiber house had a... Uh, a saloon in the basement, um, yeah. and on, dur- only during reenactments can you go down there and drink soft drinks in the saloon. They will serve mm-hmm. you. Um, they do. They do have two houses. Uh, one's the Shriver House, and uh, the one next to it is the gift shop and places like that. Um, the Shriver House is great because it is set just the way it should have looked in 1863, and you go through and you can see the rooms, you can see the attic. And my favorite thing ever is um, they had crime scene people go up there, and I forget the name of the stuff that they spray. Uh, like if you yeah, go to a crime the, scene. Yeah, um, the, the, the stuff that they spray on the, uh, on the blood to make it shine in black light. What's it called, hon? The chemical sprayed on blood to make it shine. Um, ambit, uh, ambit, um, well, whatever it is. <laughs> it's going to bug me now. And I know what it is. I just can't think of it right <laughs> now. Um, they actually have that done at the Farnsworth, or I'm sorry, the Shriver House, because mm-hmm. the floorboards are still the original. And up in the attic, they're unfinished. There's no varnish. They're just wooden boards, and the walls have just raw wood. and they they did this, they sprayed this solution and blacklighted the room. And amazingly, the blood from the soldiers that were killed up there is still, I mean, you, once blood goes into wood, everyone knows you cannot get it back up. Luminol. 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 So they sprayed luminol mm-hmm. on it, blacklighted the room, and all of the blood lit up on the floors. These mm-hmm. big marks of puddles and spatters on so the wall. still there. It was still there, and they sell postcards of that image. It it was amazing. It's eerie, but it's but they don't but they don't focus on that as if as saying a whoa, you know, there are spirits here, and and they really don't. It's like, hey, listen, these two sharpshooters were killed here. This is where they died, and their blood this this blood is theirs. This blood is history. This blood is from men who died, God, what two hundred fifty years ago, you know. So. And this is the 150th anniversary of Gettysburg, so. Now, uh, I really wanted to be there for the 150th celebration. Um, And we had booked reservations, um, but then Walter and I 
bought this house, and it was either do one or the other, and I chose the house. Oh, I wish I was in Gettysburg. <laughs> You're better than I am. <laughs> well, it was it was one of those things where it was like, well, uh, if I let the house go and I don't buy it, I'll never be able to get it again. So, uh, mm-hmm. although living in Gettysburg would would be a huge dream of mine. I'm sure yeah. you're the same. Yes. Um, there was a house that we we had talked about with the owner to buy. It was post-war. There was one there during the war, but the house had burned down. It was the original foundation still, and the carriage house was still from from that time period. And there was an apartment over the carriage house, and we had talked about buying it and living over the carriage house and using the house as a B&B. Um, but needless to say, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, not but I, I think someday, I think someday, when Diana and I are old widows, <laughs> oh my God, we'll take all of our. we have to. Yeah, we have to have some kind of some kind of source of income because I, I, I don't think you can really make a living living in, in Gettysburg unless you own something like own a company or own a business or you know, or work in Harrisburg <clears throat> or. But Harrisburg's not that bad of a trip. It's what, maybe a 40-minute drive, 45-minute drive? Uh, not even. Yeah. I think maybe half hour. Yeah. You can get there pretty quick. Um, all the bergs are pretty close to each other. Um, but, you know, it, it's such a wonderful place. The, the only bad thing is because, because of all the tourism, the property value has jumped very high there. Yeah. And, you know, if you want a Civil War era home, now you're going to be thinking some big glamorous house. Well, in 1860, houses weren't as glamorous. You had, you know, a front parlor. You had a dining room. If you were lucky, you had a second parlor and a kitchen. And uh, upstairs, you had four bedrooms, you know, and uh, now, I mean, just imagine you're, you're, you're basically buying a house that may have one or two little bathrooms that have been inserted over the years, and they've got maybe four, four bedrooms, and... I uh, that a little house, though. Well, but they're not huge houses. They're not no, gigantic no, no, houses. That's like, because you live in a gigantic house now. Well, but I've never thought they were all that big. I mean, they're they're just they're not huge, you know. They're not they're not mansions by by any means. They're you know. But when you when you hear the price, you're going to think mansion. So I'm trying to explain the yeah. square footage isn't a lot, and you don't get a lot of backyard with it either. Well, are you talking about the row housing? Yeah. Well, you know, like Baltimore Street, yeah. essentially. You know. Most of those are only three bedrooms. The row houses. Unless you get one yeah, um, So, you know, to buy a place on Baltimore Street, these houses that are not gigantic, $700,000, you know, mm-hmm. because you can make money off of them, but if you just want to live in one of those houses, just live there, you better be rich. Yeah, and that's, that's the sad part about it. But, you know, there's always ways around it. You can figure it out. Well, that's what I said. When when Diana and I are old widows someday, and we we're sitting counting our 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 money, <laughs> we'll go into business. 
There was a, there was a DMV that we kind of, yes. Well, there was one that we kind of talked about buying at one point, but it only had three bedrooms, and yeah. uh, they wanted I think three hundred thousand at that time, and prices have gone up since. Yeah, and I thought, God, you're paying <laughs> you're paying a hundred thousand dollars per bedroom. I mean, you must have been paying. God, you're probably paying ten thousand dollars a square foot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Think about that. But um, hmm. let's see. Any any other places that we we oh God, we've been to so many of the places out there. Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, you know, if you could get like a nice thing to do is have dinner in a historic place. Mm-hmm. Then uh, go out to the battlefield at night, and you know, do don't hang around in the popular spots, or you're going to end up with you know a million little kids flashing cameras at you. Hang out in the more secluded spots, and uh, I'm not going to tell them where my spot is, otherwise they'll all be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, here you are. Um, and afterwards, go to one of the historic buildings that have a bar in them, and go hang out in the bar. And not that I'm saying you have to drink, but there'll be a lot of other people there, and you can talk and have a good time. You know, it's... Uh, mm-hmm. And the stores are the greatest part of it, too. You go to, like, O'Rourke's. I love O'Rourke's. You go that's, to that's, what I, that's, that's where I was in my head. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I was at O'Rourke's. And just sit there and have, you know, share a pint with people and just have them tell their stories and it's nice it's nice because the local thing out there too so you get those locals telling you stories were you there the night we had the wolf man there i don't think so no you guys i don't. thought he was a werewolf um i may have been there but i may have uh you may have been too drunk to been. remember <laughs> Well, yes, putting it bluntly, yes. I mean, because something about it sounds familiar. He was growling and saying, like, you know, he was a wolf and everything. I'm like, oh, Dokey. <laughs> yeah, I like him too, but yeah. Yeah, um, you, you meet some characters. I'll tell you, you, do, you will definitely meet some characters out there. Absolutely. Um, O'Rourke is a great tavern to go to after. Like, it's a, a better at night. Um, during get there during before the it's to, or else you won't get food. But see, want, I, I, yeah, yeah. But if you want food, Although, I go to the Lincoln Diner. The Lincoln Diner. Yeah, the, the Lincoln Diner is great. Yeah, leaky ceilings, <laughs> tons of college kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically the college hangout. Um, mm-hmm. But we're talking about Gettysburg College here. So when you're thinking college kids, we're talking very intelligent, very rich. <laughs> very loud. <laughs> yes. The, um, the mommy and daddy are rich, so I can do whatever I want, college kids. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I have uh, Now, Gettysburg is actually considered a public Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a top-notch school, and it is very difficult to get into. Um, my worst my worst nightmare would be as if Gettysburg was ever compromised, like when they talked about casinos and stuff. Did they rebuild it? Um, no, they 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 stopped it once, and then they came back again and tried to put it on a different piece of property, and it got stopped again. So Good. I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping they can keep it out. Um, because I'll tell you, yeah. a casino in Gettysburg would destroy it. Yeah. 
I mean, it really would, because you put one up there, you're going to have two and then three and then everything else, and then it's just going to be horrible. You know, if you want to build outside of Gettysburg, like way out of the town, like people drive there, like if you have to drive 15, 20 minutes to a casino, big deal, that's fine. But don't, don't put it there in town. It doesn't belong there. I mean, it would have to be at least 20 minutes away from town. I mean, mm-hmm. because it would just, because it would compete with the restaurants downtown. Yeah. It would, it, would, it would close down places like that. And if they had a hotel, it would compete with the B&Bs and the hotels downtown. Right. And right. It, it would just, you know, and I could just see it now, like slot machines called North and South and stupid yeah. crap like that. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I hear you there. It, that's just... You know, when, when I was a kid, when we went to Gettysburg, it was not... A, you know, it wasn't the good time place to go. It was not. It wasn't paranormal city. Um, but you know, with the bitter or with the sweet comes the bitter because as fun as much as I liked it then, it, it improved with the paranormal thing. It really did. It became a lot of fun. New little businesses opened, and there was a lot more activity on the main streets with people doing tours and you know, fun stuff. But then you got those who got carried away with it and brought in the wrong type of people who aren't mm-hmm. there to preserve history. Yeah. And now, I don't smoke anymore, but when I did, I wouldn't even drop a cigarette, you know, on the ballot. Oh, tell me about it. Now you go there, you see people, I mean, God, they'll have their kids with juice boxes and running around on Devil's, devil's Den. And, I mean, there's juice boxes oh, yeah. and lunch bags and everything. What do we call Devil's around. Den? Um, the playpen? Or, no, the, the jungle gym for, for children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, another one is in the National Cemetery, the numbered tombstones, they're just like a stone cut into a small square, almost like a, a, a dice would be, but they're implanted into the ground. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little square with a number carved into it. And you'll look over, and there will be children hopping from one to the next to the next to the next. Now, when I was a little kid, unbeknownst to me, these were tombstones. I didn't know this. And I remember thinking that it was like some sort of like walkway thing, and I stepped on one, and my mother smacked me. And she went, what the hell are you doing? And I said, I was going to walk on those things. And she's like, those are tombstones. And, of course, I didn't realize, oh, I never did it again. These parents, rather than say, those are people who fought and died for our country, you know, those are people's, you know, final resting place, and you're using them like a toy? I'd swap my kids so hard their head would spin. Yep, but that's what they do. And there's just... The only thing there is, you know, it's, it's the parents. You know, no one's taught respect. And I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of groups I've seen go in there that show the same disrespect. Oh, and yeah. I'm there and I see it. I, will, I do open my mouth. I will open my mouth, you know. And I don't know. I, I just, I'd like You know, another thing I hate is playing with, like, playing on the cannons and climbing on the monument. Like, these are not toys for your children. These were the gifts from states who were grateful. When you read these tombstones, these are all donated by a state. It'll say, paid for by, you know, the widows of the Confederacy of Tennessee or things like that. 
These were people, yeah. this was their symbol of mourning, and you're letting your child turn it into, you know, his jungle gym. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, I'm, I'm easily appalled when I see those things. I open my mouth. See, I'll just, I'll just say something because to me it means something, and the, the land means something, and the place means something, and you know, and and you know, like I said, I've seen you know kids going in there with cameras and things like that, and, and you know what, if you want to investigate, that's fine. I have no problem with it, but be respectful. And you see so much just trampling through like elephants, and you know, personally, in my view, there's no way you can go out there at night and get a proper. You know, investigation anyways, unless you're the only people out there, because as soon as this camera's flashing across the grass, you're going to see it, you're going to catch it, you're going to think it's something. So, it's hard anyways. I think one of the most beautiful things about Gettysburg, and I feel like we're doing a, this is our special show to increase tourism to Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. One of the most beautiful things is the sunsets are always fantastic. Always. They never disappoint. Sunrise is just as gorgeous. And at sunset and sunrise in the summer, there's always a heavy mist that will lay over the fields. It's almost like a shroud. It is. It is beautiful. You're right. Actually, I remember um, my first night, the first night I ever, ever, ever spent in Gettysburg, I got in the hotel. I I said it's a little motel there. Um, Got in the motel and, you know, got in. And that night, I just, it was, I don't know, and I know it was unusual to hear this at night because you really wouldn't necessarily have heard this at night, but I, I woke up at night, and I'm like, God, I was like, there's a storm now? I didn't realize there was supposed to be rain, cause I didn't, I didn't, and I know that the weekend didn't call for rain. I woke up, and I heard the thunder. It woke me up. It was that loud. It woke me up. And I'm outside. I opened up the, the motel door, looking outside, and I'm looking for lightning, and I'm looking for something, and I hear the thunder, and, I, and I'm like, it's got to be somewhere. There's got to be lightning with this. I said, well, okay, that's fine. I closed the door and tried to go back to sleep, but it was so loud. Finally, I was back off to sleep, and I was going to the Farnsworth that next morning to make reservations for dinner that evening. And I was talking to the guy at the, at the, um, the bookstore, and I said, you know, he goes, well, so how was your first night? I told him it was my first night here. He goes, so how was your first night? I said, well, it was good except for the thunder last night. And I said, other than that, I, no, I, I couldn't sleep with it, but, you know, it was fine. He goes, thunder. I'm like, yeah, you didn't hear it. It was loud. I said, it was just, it woke me up. He goes, there was no thunder last night. I'm like, yeah, there was. He goes, and he started chuckling. He goes, ah. He goes, so, he goes, you heard the battle, did you? And I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, he goes, well, what do you say something specific where, you know, Gettysburg was opening her arms to you and saying hello. He goes, you're lucky. And I'm like, wow, okay. So that was a little astounding. I, I, it, it was loud. It was just, it was so loud. It was like, I mean, it kept me up. But no lightning, nothing. Nothing, just the thunder, just that sound, of that booming sound in my ears. <clears throat> that was my first night um, in Gettysburg. I would say that, I mean, Gettysburg is a place that, it, it's it's like a member of my family. I I would protect it and love it with all of my heart. You know, it's mm-hmm. it is such a beautiful, wonderful place. I mean, you you couldn't ask for a better place. 
You really right. couldn't. And you could, um, no, and I agree. I agree with that. It's, but, uh, it's, it's a place that once you visit there, it's, if you feel that vibe, it, it's, it's an addiction. You won't be able to stop coming back. Mm-hmm. And that's true. So definitely a place you want to, you know, head out to. If you haven't been there, you should really go. It's amazing. And the people are really great. And if Hunts is still open, which I hope they are, you got to have one of Scott's Philly steak cheeses. Um, it's you're amazing. <laughs> that is the pretzels. He does, does that, did that pretzel sandwich that he did, that pretzel melt. Oh, my God, it was so good. Um, oh, it was so good. But anyways, um, we are going to start wrapping up tonight. Um, we do have an announcement about a time. Uh, oh, I completely forgot. Yes, <laughs> uh, just to let you know. Um, we will be changing nights. We will be moving on Air Scare to Tuesday nights. Same time, same channel, just Tuesday nights. So we're going to post it up on the page, um, let you guys know. We'll always give you guys a heads up on the changes we make to the show. And we might have some, I don't know, we have some exciting things happening in the future. So, you know, we'll just, you know, let you guys know as they come along. So, uh, but just remember, Tuesday Please. nights. Go ahead. We decided to uh, we decided to change this because of uh, the the fact that the new season of Ghost Hunters has started, and we know you all want to watch Ghost Hunters and you want to listen to us, and we're on at exactly the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we decided that our uh, our best bet would be to offer you um, the best of both worlds. You can hear us on Tuesday and watch them on Wednesday. That's right. Because we know you don't want to miss us. <laughs> Mm-mm. Now you don't have to choose. <laughs> you can have us both. <laughs> we'll share. Yeah. I need, a, well, I need a shower after that. Yeah, I know. I know. Huh? It's a little Lysol, a little latex. God, a little I've got a rash. Don't touch it. <laughs> That's horrible. That is awful. Okay, so we've just taken a nose dive into the gutter. You know, we can't get through one show without doing that at least. Um, but yes, folks, we're going to wrap up the show tonight. So we will be here next week on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, same channel, same show. Um, hopefully with, you know, maybe We'll try to get a nice, exciting guest for you, so you won't have to drudge through it, just Quentin and myself next week, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, stay tuned. Um, check out the Stackhouse Radio page on Facebook. If you haven't gone there and given us a like, please do so. If you're listening to us in the, archive list, in the archives, um, thank you. Thank you for listening um, to all of our listeners. But if you're on our Blog Talk Radio page, go to our links. They link right to our web page and our Facebook page. Um, Facebook page is probably updated the most, more so than the web page. So, you know, check us out on Facebook. We'll put our updates up there, our new shows, our guests. And feel free to use the page yourself. You know, use it to post things or put our, you know, message us ideas, anything you have. So, um, Quentin, did you have anything to say before we end the show? Um, no, I, I think that's about it. I just want to thank everyone for listening. Mm-hmm. Remember, Gettysburg is the greatest place on earth. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, <laughs> uh, we hope to see you guys next week uh, on Tuesday. So we'll see you in six days rather than seven. That's right. That's right. So. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, thank go. you again for, for another show, and thanks, Diana. Oh, thank you, Quint, for being here. So, And we will see, well, we'll hear, hopefully, or know you guys are here, we won't see you unless you have some kind of weird Skype video thing you want to do with us. And in that case, there's another 900 number you can call. Um, oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, so we will see you guys next week, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, same channel, same show. So until then, have a great night. Bye, all. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.